Hello, everybody, and welcome to In the Huddle. My name is Damien Miller, and joining me is my co-host, Michael Phillips. And if you hear that, we have a thunderstorm right outside of my house. Wow, what a coincidence. So do I. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it just <laughs> lit the living shit out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> but, Michael, how are you doing today? Uh, doing pretty good, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you say you say that surprisedly. Um, I just didn't do very much today. I woke up, did homework, and I've been playing Madden since. <laughs> That's about nice. all I've done. Now I know this is not football related, but that homework—how long did it take you to do? Uh, I don't know the files. I had three files within that file, so about ten minutes. So the homework itself just took you about ten minutes. Yeah, but um. The whole project is going to take me longer. Um, I'm assuming our professor messed up with the file because there's supposed to be seven different files, not three. Fantastic. Okay, so maybe about a half hour. That's perfect because then when I get right off here, I don't have to worry about doing a whole hell of a lot, and I can actually play some Madden tonight. I mean, I did the thing that was due today. I didn't do all week's homework today. But yeah, it shouldn't take very long. All right, good. That would be very, very helpful. All right, man. So we are going to get into the football news. Uh, so, Michael, what is on deck first? Okay, as you know, uh, actually, I haven't, we haven't really talked about this. Um, I love running backs. Um, okay. Especially dynamic ones. Um, you know, not a typical, uh, you know, brute force type running back. I like, uh, you know, guys that are all-around great running backs. Uh, this man was a great running back. Now he's old, um, but he still has a chance to be a decent running back. Uh, Adrian Peterson has signed with the Washington Redskins in the news that their rookie running back, Darius Geis, has torn his ACL and is out for the season. Yeah, I, I saw this, um, this uh, not this morning, yesterday. Um, it was... It was kind of a shock, really. Um, now, granted, the Redskins don't have a strong presence at the running back position. Um, I'm going to pull up their depth chart here in a second, but it's hard to it's hard to really support this decision. Now, as an Eagles fan, I love it because, I mean, as you said, Adrian Peterson is older. He's what thirty two, I think thirty three. 33, yeah. So he's well past that 30 year, which is right around where running backs fall off. So um, it, it's hard to really have faith in Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I mean, he spent most of his career with Minnesota, went to the Saints, was there for half a year, got traded to the Cardinals when David Johnson got hurt, uh, had a decent debut game with Arizona, but then uh, didn't resign with them. So now he was a free or he was a free agent for a while and now he's with the Redskins. Yeah, so here's the Redskins uh depth chart right now. You have Chris Thompson, Rob Kelly, Samaje Pirine, uh Capri Bibbs, Byron Marshall, De- uh Devion Smith and Adrian Peterson. So if that tells you anything, that means Rob Kelly is about the only good back that they have at the moment. Chris Thompson has yet to really impress me. Um, 
pairing he was on Seattle, I want to say. I believe so, yes. So, he didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Um, and the, this Redskins team, like, as we divulge into the Redskins themselves, they have a lot of people on IR already. Yeah, they do. They really do. It's – if they you're a Redskins fan, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they have six guys on IR right now. Robert Davis, Darius Geis, uh, Manasseh Garner, Martez Carter, Ari Kuandijo, and Cameron Jefferson. All yeah, on IR. Or not he, but – yeah, if you're – yeah, I, I can't say it enough. If you're a Redskins fan – I hope you at least see a five and eleven season. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't have them going very high um, at the beginning of the year, or when we were making our predictions. Anyway, I think we may have had them going six and six and ten, seven and nine, something around that. Yeah. Um, but uh, just to look up and give this some um, credibility, the Washington Redskins last year uh, ranked number twenty one an offensive line. Um, so they were a bottom, a bottom 15 team um, with their offensive line. So that leaves me to believe that I think they lost a couple of players too. So even then that does not help them and doesn't help Adrian Peterson because he only does well with a good offensive line and his best days are behind him in 2017. He had 529 rushing yards on 156 attempts. So he was averaging about four yards a carry. Oh, here it is. Uh, 3.4 yards per attempt. Yeah, it wasn't anything special. No. And, I mean, to be fair, it was the Cardinals and the Saints who are well known for not having great offensive lines. Um, Yes. So – that's also another thing to look at, but I just – I don't know. It, it just seems like they made this signing a, a kind of like a – kind of like a hairpin trigger. Like, I think they pulled the trigger too quick on this. Yeah, I think they did too. They didn't really weigh out their options. I think it's – how I see it anyway is they have this – New, I shouldn't say new team, but they have a new quarterback at the helm with you know Alex Smith. Um, but they just, I I don't know why they would send Adrian Peterson. There's better options. You no, know, Arle- Orleans Darkwa, who did decent when he was in uh, New York, he's an option. So why they pulled the trigger immediately on Adrian Peterson kind of confuses me. But yeah, and that's the thing too is like you look at it and it just doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it does not. Like the age factor is a huge thing, and it's like, why would you sign a 33 year old running back? I mean, I'm looking at an article right now. Now, this is a via touchdown wire. Um, touchdownwire.usatoday.com um, one of the be- one of the running backs that are still out there Andre Ellington he's another better back than Adrian Peterson um, I mean that I-, I think Andre Ellington got a bad shake in Arizona he didn't exactly get the the best looks 
Um, Shane Vereen is another one, um, unless he's picked up. I, I don't think he is. Jamal Charles, who I think still has a little bit more left in the tank. Um, Eddie Lacy. Now, granted, he's big, but I, I'm a Packers fan. Don't sign Eddie. Don't Lacy. get it. And then um, another guy they had is Brandon Oliver, who played for the Chargers. Um, he wasn't terrible. Um, he, he battled the injury bug. I think it was an Achilles or a hamstring injury, and he wasn't exactly the same. But at the same time, like these are all better than Adrian Peterson. Hands down better than Adrian Peterson. See, okay, so I'm looking here. The Redskins worked out Orleans Darkwa, Leonard Tillery, Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles, and Adrian Peterson. Out of, okay. I immediately would think, just an age factor alone, that Orleans Darkwa would be a better option. I'm not sure who. Le- I'm going to look up who this Leonard Tillery guy is, but um, that I'm not 100 percent sure of. I've never heard that name. I have not either. Um. So maybe he's a rookie that just went undrafted. He's but... twenty. He's twenty four, and okay. he's uh, see here a free agent. I'm assuming. Um, yeah, he was let go by the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, so, so back to Orleans Darkwa for a second, just a split second. I pulled up his numbers from last year. Um, this dude's twenty six. <laughs> Um, and he played 15 games last year and had 751 yards rushing and 116 receiving. So, and and we all know that Giants team last year crumbled. It did not do good at all. Yeah, no, it was not good whatsoever at all. (laughs) No, no. And he still had 900 yards of offense or eight, 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 60, 860 yards of total offense. Like, that's decent. Yeah, and the thing is, he's immediately younger than Adrian Peterson. Had a better year on a worse team. Oh, I shouldn't say worse. No. I shouldn't say worse team because the Cardinals aren't that good, obviously. But yeah, he still was on a terrible team that did, and he did surprisingly well for that team with the offensive line that they have, which. The Giants notoriously last season had a terrible offensive line. Yeah, and the that's the one thing that I think the Giants need to work on. Hasn't really. I and that's that's a scary thing because it's you need you need somebody in front of Saquon. So maybe that comes within next year's draft. They take two top-end offensive linemen. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, that would make sense. It would make a lot of sense. Or you go out and you get a big offensive line signing. But even like, okay, so I use Madden to kind of judge the overalls of some people. Like, I use the overalls to kind of judge the teams. You and I were doing the, the fantasy draft for our relocation franchise. You and I could both attest. Madden doesn't think that there's very many good offensive linemen. There's really not if you look around the league. Like, there's a lot of bad offensive lines. There is, yes. So, it's not going to be easy to come up with an offensive line right now. 
No, it's it's really not. I mean, uh, speaking of the relocation franchise, in that, in, I believe the most recent one we did, I traded for David Castro, and he's like a 96 overall. And yeah. he's one of the very few linemen that isn't super old that is above a 92. Yeah, exactly. Like, most of the players on there are like – 30 32 that are 95 overall or 92 91 90 80s but there's a lot of 80s and it just doesn't seem to fit the mold of the nfl because right now we're looking at quarterbacks that need protection and there's just not a lot out there no there really isn't and that's what is really upsetting but with the giants i mean saquon has shown that he can be a dynamic player whether you're behind in a great offensive line or a terrible one Exactly. And the, speaking of running backs, that's going to lead me into um, something else. Now, we were challenged because, again, I am um, actually kind of a co-host now on another podcast called Strictly Talking. And um, the, the main account challenged you and I today because we did not give any respect to David Johnson when talking about the Arizona Cardinals. That is true. Um, we did not talk about David Johnson. The reason we didn't talk about David Johnson is because, is he healthy? Supposedly. Supposedly he is, but we haven't seen him play yet. He hasn't played yet this preseason, has he? Uh, I can check, but I don't believe so. I don't believe so either. Um, So that's why we didn't bring him up, because until we see him play, we can't know if he's back to who he was. Because if I remember correctly, he was out because of an ACL injury. Um, I'm not a hundred percent. I can't remember. It's been. Let me. It seems like it's been so long since last season. Yeah, it really has. Um, but let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Da 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 da. This is great audio, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, oh, he, he had a wrist injury. Yeah, it was a, that's what it was. It was wrist injury. Yeah, wrist injury. So he was out for 15 months with a wrist injury, which begs the question, is this dude soft? Because He's a running back. Oh. I'm sorry, but it put a – I don't know what wrist it was, if it was his right or his left, but I, I'm sure you can heal for six weeks and be back in. Well, see, that's the thing, too, is, like, if it was broken, I've seen I've seen guys come back from less or, like, with, with more serious injuries in less amount of time. Yeah. So he dislocated his left wrist. Okay. I can understand they wanting, them wanting to be cautious, but I don't think he's played at all this preseason, has he? I'm not seeing any stats for him, but um... – let me look deeper here. Yeah, I, I'm looking now too, but that begs the question, is he another Deshaun Jackson? Because as an Eagles fan, I know Deshaun Jackson way too well. And the thing is, he was very, very injury prone. And he went off the field. Like he didn't, after he got his first concussion and he got laid out and this dude got laid the fuck out. Um, Ever since he got laid out quite a few years ago, 
this Deshaun Jackson does not run hard anymore. Okay. He, he goes, he goes, he catches the ball and gets out of bounds. And David Johnson, is he going to be the same way? So David Johnson in the first preseason game mm-hmm. ran, had two carries for 28 yards. Two carries, 28 yards. Okay. Second game uh-huh. against the Saints, which both of these Cardinals are 2-0 right now for preseason. Okay. Uh, he went six carries for 22 yards. Okay. <laughs> that does not give me any hope because the Cardinals are playing with their starting offensive linemen in the second game, right? They were playing with like their whole first string offensive line. And if he's only going 22 yards on six carries, dude, like Saquon had that, had almost double that and won. Like <laughs> he actually, yeah, he had 39 yards in his first run. Exactly. As a rookie. And yeah. I... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're putting too much, I think we're going to put too much stock in the preseason right now. Well, David Johnson. David Johnson. But a wrist injury, bro. Like, I don't know, man. I I just don't. I don't get it. I I don't get it. I think he needs to. He's got to show me. He's got to show me. Yeah, he has to prove it. He's proved it before, but he wasn't injured before. Exactly. But moving on from running backs, as as much as I could talk about running backs for days on end. Uh, exactly. Andrew Luck, <laughs> uh, obviously is back. He's playing, which is awesome. Uh, he didn't play that well, uh, in the Monday night preseason game against the Ravens. Uh, I don't have his stats. Actually, I do. Uh, sorry. <laughs> six, <laughs> six, six of 13, uh, for 50 yards and interception and two sacks. Okay. He's doing easy, you know, slant passes. He's not doing many like sideline or deep ball throws. Um, he's very, I mean, as many people know, the Patriots run a lot of slant routes. It's it's obvious watching them play. They do, they do a lot of easy throws unless they need to, you know, throw it up every once in a while. But he's slowly falling into a Tom Brady type quarterback. Mm-hmm. As of right now, he's he might throw it up later on. He's coming off of a two-year-long injury. So, uh, but he went on to say that uh, I'm sort of happy to get sacked by Terrell Suggs. Um, he goes, I landed on my right elbow, elbow sort of reminiscent of how, of how I injured my shoulder a couple of years ago, which was in week three of the 2015 season. He goes, I, di- mm-hmm. I didn't feel anything. Didn't, didn't give it a second thought, and that's a big deal for me, being able to lose that thought bubble. So, I mean, he's saying that uh, it's kind of nice that he got sacked and he, hasn't, you know, he wasn't scared, oh, shit, am I injured again type deal. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's, that's a good thing. because That's a good thing for Colts fans, honestly. Um you want to hear Andrew Luck say that he's not worried about getting injured again, but you also want to hear him say that he's a little worried about getting injured again. Um, 
just because when it comes down to Andrew Luck, it, it's kind of like the RG3 syndrome. Now, granted, RG3 was out multiple times over the course of like five years. Andrew Luck was just out for two years, period. Mm-hmm. Um, with Andrew Luck, though, I would like to see him make better decisions or better yet, break out for a run or two. Because right now he's only had one run for one yard in the preseason. Granted, again, yes, we understand it's preseason. But I want to see him try to try to stick his head out there a little bit and see see how he handles getting hit full on. Now, you don't ever want to see your quarterback get hit full strength. But I want to see him tested. I want to see him tested. And I want to see him kind of break away from being this super safe Tom Brady quarterback and just see if he can take a full-on hit. Because if he can take a full-on hit, boom, Andrew Luck's back, add two wins to that Indianapolis Colts team. But (laughs) if he's not – like if he gets up and he's a little shaky after it or he's a little nervous after it, that begs the question, okay, now is this who we're going to see? I don't think we're going to get the same Andrew Luck that we had three years ago. Because I just don't think that at that Andrew Luck exists anymore. No, um, that's the thing with, uh, at least in my eyes, with quarterbacks nowadays. You get a big injury, a lot of quarterbacks can't come back from that. Yeah, I mean, his 2016, he had 500, uh, 346 completions out of 545 attempts, 4,240 yards, and 31 touchdowns. And that's with that really shitty offensive line around him. 2014 was his best season by a mile. Played all 16 games. Then threw for 4,761 yards and 40 touchdowns. Um, so, with luck, I think you want to see him back to that. You want to see him back to that 4,000-yard mark. But I think with the weapons around him, it's going to be hard because all he has is T.Y. Hilton and Ted Ginn is meh. Like, he's good, he's good, but he's not going to be your elite receiver that you can constantly depend on to go up with T.Y.'s triple covered, which he will be. Um, so you have, to, you have to ask, okay, I'm sorry, Wow. I was way off. Ted Ginn's not in, not in Indianapolis. I don't know where yeah, I was going with that. I was about to that. say, I'm like, hey, buddy, he's still in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, wow. I, I was getting ahead of myself for our predictions later because <laughs> we discussed, we discussed the uh, AFC NFC South on Strictly Talking last week, and now I'm getting my teams confused. Um, Ty <laughs> Hilton um, is really their only receiver outside of Ryan Grant. That's where I wanted to go with that. Yeah, um, there you go. And even then, Ryan Grant's not all that great. Um, Chester Rogers, I haven't, I've never really heard of the guy. Um, so, Luck just doesn't have the weapons. And Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron, I'm sorry, but they're not great receiving tight ends. Mm-mm, they're really not. I mean, Eric Ebron, he's decent. Yeah, I'm not going to say he's bad. But I made the point. I made the point before that 
Eric Ebron didn't look good with Matthew Stafford, and Stafford's a better quarterback than Andrew Luck. So it begs the question of what can Andrew Luck do that Stafford couldn't? Grow a – actually, no. I was going to say grow a beard, but Matthew Stafford's got that going for him too. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. And you call him Matthew. You never call him Matt. He says he is Matthew Stafford. Actually, that's not when even his real name. What? Yeah, look up Matt. Look up Matt Stafford right now. His real name is not I, Matt. I will look up Wikipedia this, and we are going to Google Matt or Wikipedia Matthew Stafford. John Matthew Stafford. Oh, you just well, feel lied sh- to, don't you? I felt the same way. What the fuck? <laughs> exactly. All right, no, you're Matt Stafford now. You're fucking Matt. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You can tell me, call you Matthew all you want. You're fucking Matt now. <laughs> <laughs> Not even putting respect on that name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what else do we have going for us right now? Um. Well, the obvious one. Uh, Jets. The fuck's happening oh, the quarterback? Yeah, the Jets. Let's talk about the Jets. What do you do? Uh, who is your starter is my question. Sam Donald, Honestly, Teddy Bridgewater. You're the GM. You're the coach. Whoever the fuck you want. Who's your starter week one? I'm going Teddy Bridgewater. See, I st- I've looked at this. I still can't decide. Yeah, I, I'm pulling. I have the I have the stats in front of me right now. Um, so Darnold, twenty one for twenty nine, one hundred fifty eight yards, one touchdown, one pick, three sacks, and an eighty two point three quarterback rating right. or a passer rating. Passer rating. Sorry. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, seventeen for twenty three. 212 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and only two sacks, a 113 passer rating. Now, Sam Darnold, I believe, has started both games. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that begs the question. Are we seeing Sam Darnold excelling against first-ranked defenses, or like first-string defenses, or are we seeing Teddy Bridgewater just being that good? You just made this decision even more harder for or even more hard for me. <laughs> uh, I, you just can't really pick because okay, Sam Donald's young, you know, he knows the game of football, he's, you know, he's doing great but I watched uh, the – what is it? I wa- Actually, I watched both their games. I didn't watch the entirety of the Redskins game, but I watched the entire uh, Falcons game uh, okay. with the Jets, where the Jets blew them out 17-0. to Yes. Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, he didn't play that much. Um, you know, Sam Darnold going 13 for 18, 96 yards, one touchdown. Teddy Bridgewater going seven for eight, 85 yards and one touchdown. I 
Honestly, I liked watching Teddy Bridgewater more than I did Sam Donald. See, that's the thing, too, is Teddy Bridgewater, like, everybody just assumes that Teddy Bridgewater is washed up. This dude's only 25. Yeah, he's not that old. He just had a really bad uh, knee, yeah, knee injury. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater's not old. He was able to recover from a knee injury and come back, and he's looking good. Like, Bridgewater is looking good. And that's something that I've been waiting for because I love Teddy Bridgewater. I do too, actually. I didn't understand the hype about him coming out of college, but watching him play, he's exciting to watch. He is. He's, he's exciting. Um, then Baker – Baker is exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I would go Ty, uh, Tarod. It is Tarod, not no, Tyrod. It is Tarod Taylor. Um, Tarod's going to be the starter there. And I think the same rule should apply for Teddy Bridgewater because honestly, right now, he's much more effective yeah, he, and efficient. Tyrod Taylor's been killing it in Cleveland too. So why not have Teddy Bridgewater be that quote unquote veteran? To be the starter. Yeah. And here's the thing. On that third string, on that third string, you have the most veteran of quarterbacks in the league and Josh McCall. Yeah. So let just let Darnold sit. Josh McCown can work with Darnold because Teddy Bridgewater doesn't need the work. He was on his way to an MVP season the way the year that he got hurt. And honestly, I think if Minnesota had Teddy Bridgewater and not Sam Bradford or Case Keenum at the quarterback position, I think that that game in Philadelphia last year is a much closer game. Yeah, and I just want to remind everybody, Damian is a diehard Eagles fan. <laughs> yeah, I am a diehard Eagles fan. And honestly, I would have been much more scared if Bridgewater was back there over Case Keenum. Yeah, Case Keenum was, you know, obviously uh, a great player for Minnesota. Um, I guess you could say a great player. Um, but also that entire Minnesota team was, or is, phenomenal. So you can't really say that Case Keenum was Minnesota's savior that year, bringing them to the NFC Championship. Here's the thing. with and I'll, I'll compare Case Keenum, and I hate to do this, but I'll compare Case Keenum to Nick Foles. They were gifted with great defenses. And they just happened to turn it on at the right time. Because Nick Foles, I'm sorry. He starts all year last year. We don't make the Super Bowl. No. We don't make – I don't think we make it past the divisional. Carson Wentz is the quarterback. And Nick Foles just happened to come in and be like, this is my time. And he did it. But I think Teddy Bridgewater, honestly, I think he's a, he's a quarterback of the future. Or not a quarterback of the future, a quarterback of the now. Yeah, he's ready to play, obviously. Yeah, absolutely ready to play. Like, in 2015, and this is when the Vikings weren't great. They weren't bad. They weren't great. Um, He had 3,200 passing yards. Yeah, and they weren't the team they are now, even remotely close, actually. No, and he threw a lot less than um, Andrew Luck did. And the reason why is because, oh, by the way – Adrian Peterson was in the freaking backfield. Mm-hmm. And he had just hit his year 30 season. So 
I think Bridgewater's your starter week one. I would not put Sam Darnold out there because I think if you do, you're setting him up for failure. Yeah, honestly, I yeah, start Teddy Bridgewater week one. And if he starts to decline, you have a decent backup in young rookie Sam Darnold. Honestly. Exactly. Now, here's my question. I do have a question regarding um, Sam Darnold. But of the five rookies through two preseason games, of the five rookie quarterbacks, who are the two that you think were are not living up to the hype? Ooh, that aren't living up to the hype. I thought you were going to hit me with that. That are. Um, no, that are not. Honestly, I hate to say this, but Josh Rosen is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to say Lamar Jackson. Or Josh Allen, only Lamar Jackson's doing great. He's doing better than I anticipated. But um, no, the, I I expected him to be terrible in training camp. Like, because okay. he, I mean, he did great in college, obviously, but um, for him to be the player he was in college and then go to the Ravens. And we talked about this, but he, the Ravens don't have that type of offense, you know, but Joe Flacco being nowhere near that type of player. Um, I didn't expect him to do that well. So I would say probably Lamar Jackson and Josh Rosen. Now, see, I was, I was saying the same thing. I don't think, I think Josh Rosen, man, he has been, bad i didn't realize how bad until i just pulled up his stats yeah he is not doing well first game he went six for 13 41 yards an average of seven yards a pass that's not i I can do that not in the nfl but i can do that in real life (laughs) i could do way better than that completion uh, and then his second game he went 10 for 16 107 with a touchdown so drastic improvement from week one to week two. Mm-hmm. But still, he comes in and he goes, oh, I'm going to show every team that you should have chosen Yeah, me. the nine teams ahead of me. Well, not every team was desperate for a quarterback in that draft. No. And, and you're, not giving us, uh, you're not giving us your best. No. And if that's uh, his best, he's not going to la- – granted, it is preseason. He's – in a you know he's in a new league, but if that's his best, he's not going to last very long. No, and that's the thing too is like yes, I get it. It's preseason, and like my mom is a diehard Steelers fan, diehard Steelers fan, and she doesn't watch preseason. She's like, I don't want to watch a whole bunch of third stringers, and I'm like, it's not about watching who like it's not about watching to see who wins. It's about watching to see who succeeds and who fails. And who's your the and future what? of your team? Exactly. And right now, boy, oh boy, is Lamar Jackson failing. I did not realize this. Lamar Jackson is looking like shit. Yeah, and that's that also raises a question of an article I saw the other day. Do the Ravens keep RG3 because Lamar Jackson isn't that dependable backup if Joe Flacco gets hurt or whatever else happens? I think they keep RG3. Honestly, at this point, like – I think you have to. Yeah, you absolutely. There's no way you. There's no way you can cut RG three. He's been doing phenomenal, actually. RG three. Yeah. 
Okay, read off his stats because I'm trying to pull up Josh Allen's because I haven't been able to watch a lot of Josh Allen this year. Josh Allen is actually now the starter. <laughs> yeah, well, he's starting the third preseason game. More than likely he's going to start in the season, though, because he oh, – yeah. Mc... third... yeah, A.J. McCarron got hurt. Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, read me off um, RG3 stats while I pull up Josh Allen's stuff. One second here. Okay. Oh, I thought you were ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was typing it in my internet's a little slow right now. Okay. Gotcha. So uh versus the Rams, they won thirty three to seven. RG three threw okay, through five for seven, because they played Lamar Jackson more, obviously, you know, it being their rookie. Uh five for seven, eighty eight yards and one touchdown. Okay, not bad. Okay, that's versus Lamar Jackson's seven for eighteen for 119 yards and no touchdowns, no interceptions. Okay. Versus the Colts, which was a twenty to nineteen win. RG three threw six for eight for thirty-one yards, but he didn't play actually much at all. I actually think he only had one drive. Okay. But other than that, I mean He's been doing great. He's been doing great in training camp. Yeah. So I and even if he doesn't play, because obviously Joe Flacco isn't a Lamar Jackson type. Um, RG three understands Lamar Jackson's play type, so you keep RG three RG three there to be more of a suited up quarterback coach, like Josh McCown should be to Sam Darnold. Yeah. So. You and I had this had this discussion the other day or a couple weeks ago about about them keeping um, RG three, and I said that they shouldn't. It'd be stupid to keep three quarterbacks. However, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna need he uh, Lamar Jackson's gonna need RG three there. Yeah, he really does. He really, I mean, he yeah, he really needs to keep. Or they really need to keep RG three there strictly for Lamar Jackson's sake. Yeah, um, because man, it's just it, it's just not looking good for Lamar Jackson. Like he had one good statistical game, but he couldn't close anything out. He really couldn't. He he could yeah he could open and drive down that field, but he could not close and get you know get into that end zone. Right, and, and now I couldn't find his whole preseason stats, but Josh Allen last week went 9 for 13, 60 yards, and a touchdown. So, honestly, Nathan Peterman's looking freaking good. <laughs> uh, Peterman went 8 for 10, 113 yards, touchdown, no interceptions. Was this versus the Browns? The, the Browns, yeah. See, I didn't watch that game. I didn't either. And apparently Nathan Peterman went the fuck off. <laughs> I mean, no, I actually, I did watch it for a little bit. Nathan Peterman, like, kind of went off, but only after AJ McCarron got hurt. If I okay. remember correctly. Which okay. A good chance well, of not. Either way, Josh Allen, now, as everybody knows, if you've listened to our show, he was my quarterback in the draft. Mm-hmm. He was my guy. So... Honestly, I I want to see him succeed in the worst way. And 
I, I just – I don't know if I want to see him starting week one. Honestly, throw Nathan Peterman out there, let him throw five picks, and, <laughs> and, and hopefully A.J. McCarron comes back and looks really good. Um, I just I, – I, I want Josh Allen to have more time. Yeah, I really do too. And um, obviously, I love Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. And I'm ha- I mean, I'm happy he's not starting because I want him to succeed in the future. So uh, I think Cleveland is actually being smart right now uh, when it comes to the quarterbacks anyway. Uh, not something that you never thought should say. Yeah, I don't think I would ever – you asked me three years ago, I would have told you that Cleveland is the dumbest organization when it comes to drafting quarterbacks and it, when it comes to doing anything with quarterbacks. But now I think they're actually doing something smart. And before we jump over to a player that recently retired, since we're talking about Baker Mayfield, Excuse mm-hmm. the voice crack. Um, there is a video. I'll have to find it. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'll send it to you. Of uh, Baker Mayfield imitating John Dorsey. Like, yeah, you'll have to send that to me because I haven't he's seen sitting, it. Sitting like in like an office, probably John Dorsey's office, wearing John Dorsey's glasses, chewing gum, basically, you know, like John Dorsey, you know. And talking exactly like John mm-hmm. Dorsey and just imitating him. And it's the funniest thing I've seen in a while. It's the Cleveland Browns are becoming such since they're such a young team, they're up with, you know, social media and, you know, memes and you know they're fun, you know, they're young. So this is honestly probably one of my two favorite my two favorite things that the Cleveland Browns have done this offseason, besides, you know, football is um, their Office parody mm-hmm. and this John Dorsey video. Yeah, and you know what? Like, that's the other thing, too, is, like, last year people wanted to see – wanted to play for Philadelphia because Philadelphia was such a young team and they were having fun mm-hmm. and they knew how to have fun. And that's the thing is, like, make a culture that you want to play in. And that that seems to be what – they're doing in Cleveland. So good for them, but let's move on because we still have to get to our predictions yet. And we are already at 42 minutes. Yeah. We have, we have one more piece here. We're not going to talk about Rashad Matthews agreeing to a one-year extension with the Titans because that's irrelevant. Well, we talked about it. Yeah. Well, uh, Victor Cruz, uh, finally retired and he's joining ESPN as an analyst. Okay. Now see, I didn't see that second part, but I did see the first part of him retiring. And honestly, Good for him because he hasn't done much. He hasn't done anything since 2016. Yeah, it was time that he retired. But uh, I mean, he was one of my favorite players to watch, honestly, in uh, in the Giants organization. Yeah. Um, so I hated Victor Cruz. <laughs> well, I mean, he was in your division. That makes sense. Yeah, I hated this man. I hated this man. Um, but I respected him. And you know what? He was entertaining to watch. Um, he, he missed 2015 with a with an injury. And when he came back in 2016, he started 12 games, played in 15, and had 586 yards um, and only one touchdown. Really, Victor Cruz only had, like, two stellar years and one May year which was between 2011 and 2013, where he 
had two 1,000-yard seasons and almost had a third had he had just two more receiving yards. Um, a combined uh, 23 touchdowns in three seasons. And he he just – he was so talented, but I think he was just not – I don't think he was ready to – I don't think his body was able to hold up enough for football. Yeah, he – yeah, I don't. I actually 100% agree with you there. Yeah, I I wish that he would have had a better a better shot, but at 31, you're not going to get re-signed anymore. Um, especially if you haven't played since 2016, you're you've had two years off. Nobody's really going to try to bite the bullet on that one. No, they're going to play it safe, sign young, unexperienced guys, and teach them, and somebody yep. who's not going to get injured. Um, but since we are at 45 minutes, basically, we're going to jump into our predictions. I'm assuming you have yours ready. Yes, I do have mine ready to go. All right. Do you want to start out with the NFC South? Yeah, we could do NFC South. That is fine with me. Um, we will start with our fourth place team. Let's work from bottom to top of this week. I feel like going a little bit differently. Ooh, okay. Um, obvious choice uh, is the Buccaneers. Yeah, what is your record for the Buccaneers? Three and thirteen. <laughs> I I have four and twelve. <laughs> yeah, so neither of us are confident in the Brown or Browns. Wow, Buccaneers. Um, no, we're actually kind of confident in the Browns. Yeah, it's quite the opposite <laughs> with the Browns. No, um, yeah, neither of us are obviously confident with the Buccaneers, and that makes complete sense. Um, we don't really need to prove or explain why at all. Not really. I mean, they have Mike Evans. Uh, he's a stud. Um, but Jameis Winston, we have to wait and see. Is he actually going to be the Jameis Winston of old? Um, Deshaun Jackson's still there. That bum. Uh, the offensive line, not a lot to it. Um, O.J. Howard, Cameron Bright. I'm a big O.J. Howard fan. I hope that he gets the start over Cameron Brait because Brait is just not that great. Um, yep, that's going on a t-shirt. Um, okay. Bars. Um, their secondary is not bad. They have Chris Conti and Justin Evans at the safety position. Justin Evans is still young. He was a second-round pick last year. Um, and then Brent Grimes and Vernon Hargreaves as the corners. Outside of that, uh, I mean, they have Vita Vea, uh, who they just drafted this year um, at the defensive tackle position. Bo Allen, um, former Eagle. Jason Pierre-Paul, whose best days are behind him, and so are two of his fingers. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't see a whole lot to be excited about with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, there really isn't anything to be excited about. The only thing I'm looking forward to about Bucks games is them mm-hmm. trying to say Vita Vea's full name if they attempt that. Uh, I hope so because let me tell you something. Who oh, who was it that said Vita Vea's full name? It was um, Trey Wingo. Mm-hmm. Trey Wingo was a fucking goat <laughs> saying Vita Vea's full name. Yes, he was. Um, so now we're going to jump into the third place uh, team, and I think we're going to differ because last week on Strictly Talking, I was differing from the other two. So let's see who you have. Who's your third place team? 
um, you know, this is a really hard decision because obviously, you know, that I, like we talked about before, I love running backs. I love Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, you have the, you have the Panthers no, in the third. No, 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 no. I was just, I, I, okay. <laughs> I love Alvin Kamara. I love Devonte Freeman. I love Tevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. I have the Falcons going third. Really? Yes. I have the Saints. How do you have the Falcons going? See, here's the thing. I have them going third, but I have them going eight and eight. Or not eight and eight. Sorry. I, have the, I have them going seven and nine. I have the Saints going eight and eight. See, I just, I don't want the Saints to go in third place. I can see it happening. Yeah, like, they had a top ten defense last year. I had no idea. Um to be honest, I really didn't. Uh, Drew Brees, he's he's one of the greatest to ever play the game. You have Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. Oh, and by the way, Shane Vereen is in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Did not know that until now. Um, the defense, I was looking at the stats. Yeah, their defense is good, but I'm sorry. When Manti Teo is your starting middle linebacker, it leaves me to believe that you don't have a linebacking core. Yeah, um, and I he's not bad. No, I, I have a note here, actually, because I was doing my predictions and I couldn't decide. I actually had um, two different outcomes for this division. Um, uh-huh. I either had the Saints going first or I had them going third. There was no one. Yeah, I, I couldn't pick. So I just I had them going first. Yeah, see, and that's the thing is like. Their defense, there's a lot of solid players, but there's not a lot of star players, if you get what I mean. Um, and same with their offense. Like, Michael Thomas, he's a star. But then you have Ted Ginn, Cameron Meredith, and Traquan Smith at the wide receiver position. Oh, and Brandon Tate. Um, wow. And Michael Floyd? Holy shit, Drew Brees has a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Damn. Um. I didn't realize he had that many weapons. Um, granted, they're not all great, but shit, that's a lot of consistent players. You know what? They might go nine and seven. Nine and seven, ten and six. I'm actually gonna change that. I think they're gonna go second. Yeah, I'm gonna have um I'm gonna have them going at ten and six. Um, and in second, I'm gonna bump Atlanta down to third, but I also think they go ten and six. See, I, I have Atlanta going seven and nine. I just I don't see their season going very well. I I don't know. I haven't watched much of their preseason, um, but I just I want them to prove me wrong. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Um. The reason I have the Falcons going ten and six, I almost said ten and nine, and I was like, that's way wrong. That's not right. Um. They have Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, and Calvin Ridley. Now we all know the drama that happens with Julio. But, excuse me, um, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, one of the best dual-threat running back cores in the league. Um, And that defense, it's shaky, but it's not bad. And honestly, I think the Falcons are going to be outscoring a lot of teams rather than outplaying a lot of teams. So, uh, before we finish the predictions, I hate that this is bad timing. Uh, Anchor has a lot of timing issues, so we're going to end this segment right here. And then I'm going to call Damien back and we're going to continue with our predictions. So as of right now, 
Damien, you have the Bucks going four and twelve. I have them going three and thirteen. You have the Falcons going ten and six. I have them going seven and nine. Yes. All right. So with that, we'll be right back and continuing our predictions from there. Welcome back, everybody, to In the Huddle. I am Damian Miller alongside my co-host, Michael Phillips, and we are going to continue our NFL season predictions with the NFC South. And, Michael, we ended with you and your second-place team, who is, I assume, the New Orleans Saints. E- yes. Okay. I changed my prediction, actually, on our break. It was oh. the Falcons. Or not Falcons, Panthers. Okay, so what made you change from the Panthers to the Saints this time then? I just, lack of, like we were talking about before, lack of defense. Um, I mean, their defense is good, but like, you know, it's not, they don't have a Luke Keekly, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know, it's just, yeah, they have a lot, they have a high-powered offense, but Offense can only get you so far. It's been said multiple times in the past couple of years that uh, defense wins championships. So unless unless you were in this past year's Super Bowl where they scored almost eighty points, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, um, I don't know. Saints they don't stand out to me as much as the Panthers do when it comes to defense. Um, offense, however, I would rather have the. Uh, Saints offense, but yeah, I have. Uh, what do you have their record? What do you have the Saints record being? I have the Saints record being eight and eight. Eight and eight, okay. And that's so. Good. That that would bring us to the Panthers then, as your number one. Yes. Not same. Nine and seven. I have 11 and 5. Really? Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, looking at their depth chart, they don't have a standout wide receiver outside of, like, maybe a DJ Moore or a Jarius Wright. Um, but Torrey Smith and Devin Funches have been in the league for a while. They're not terrible. Um, the offensive line is pretty good. They, they have a pretty good offensive line. Um, Greg Olson is still there. Um, and honestly, Christian McCaffrey, here's their running backs. Christian McCaffrey, C.J. Anderson, Cameron Artis-Payne, and Kenyon Barner. Um, that's a lot of depth at the running back position. And Cam Newton is going to need all of it because he does a lot better with the receiving back, but also a back that he can do the read option with. And honestly, I think he can do that with a lot of the a lot of the running backs in uh, Carolina. So I'm excited to watch that. But honestly, I think their defense is what's really going to set them apart. They have a stacked defense, man. Like Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley, Shaq Thompson are my only real concerns, not because of their playing ability, but because of their health. Um, so that's, that's a little iffy. But their front four from Julius Peppers, Dontari Poe, 
Kawan Short and Mario uh, Addison. That's strong. Um, and then their corners are James Bradbury and Kevin Seymour with Captain Munderland and Dante Jackson, the rookie, coming in to back them up. And then Norris Searcy and Mike Adams uh, at the safety position. I think that their defense is really, really good. Yeah, I, I really do too. And, um, you know, Cam Newton's always going to be Cam Newton. You can't, you can't, I mean, you can count out Cam Newton sometimes. I shouldn't say you can't, but you, he's a, he's, he's, sorry, go ahead. He's just, he's that, he's that player, if you know what I mean. He is a guy that you can be down by, by 18. And he could make that single big play as a quarterback, whether it's passing or running. Like he has, he has the ability to swing momentum really quickly. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just it's I okay. Know, I blanked for a second, but um, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I have a lot of faith, obviously. I'm, I'm not a Panthers fan, obviously, we've discussed before. But um, I'm a football fan, Packers just being my favorite team. I would love to see the Panthers in the next couple of years make it back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I would too. I like, I'm, I, like, uh, I like Cam Newton. A lot of people don't. I do. Um, so, I... I I want to see him succeed, so hopefully he does. But let's move on to the AFC South now. And, again, we'll start with our fourth-place team. Who do you have in fourth place? Colts. Okay. Who do you have as uh, for the record? Or what do you have the record being? Four and 12. Okay. I have Tennessee at five and 11. Oh, sorry. I, I misread that. I'm having an off day. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I just want to explain how this happened here. I still have the Colts in last place, but okay. um, so I have like a not an Excel file, but something similar. And yeah, I looked at a prediction from last week, and um, oh. yeah, I don't have the Colts going four and twelve. I have them actually going six and ten. Okay, um, I'll I'll, I'll start with the Titans. Um, I like Marcus Mariota. Um. I hope that Derrick Henry gets to start at running back. I think that he's been widely underused. Um, and I think that he's, uh, I think that he's very, very essential to them winning a lot, uh, a lot more games this year. Um, I think that next year they're going to be a better force. I think they're going to upgrade the offensive line a little bit next year. Um, but I don't see a lot of wide receivers for Marcus Mariota to throw to outside of Rashard Matthews. Um, Corey Davis is decent. Michael Campanaro is eh. Tajay Sharp is eh. T- uh, Taewon Taylor, eh. Um, the offensive line is eh. Like, there's just a lot of meh. <laughs> um, is it eh or eh, meh? Eh, both. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan at the cornerback position, both former New England Patriots. Um, I love that, by I, the way. Yeah, I do too. But at the same time, I'm just like, okay, yeah. 
Malcolm Butler didn't start in the Super Bowl, and now he's in Tennessee, and he definitely won't start a Super Bowl. So, um, they like their defense isn't bad. Like they're very run of the mill. There's nothing exciting about them outside of maybe Marcus Mariota and Derrick Henry running a shit ton of read options. Um, other than that, holy shit, there's a lot of former New England Patriots on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that too when I was looking at their depth chart. Yeah, I see four right now that are starters. Um, so I just I don't know. There's just it's meh. It's meh. Yeah, it, it really. I mean, their team is like you said, meh. But I just don't see the Colts doing well outside of Andrew Luck. To be completely honest. Okay. Um, I agree with you. They're my they're my third place team. Like, who do you have in third place? Tennessee. Okay, so so we just pretty much flip flopped that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Colts. The defense isn't great. Um. I I don't I don't like the defense a lot at all. Holy shit! There's a lot of former New England players on the Colts too. Um. <laughs> Everybody's been <laughs> on New England at some point. I guess. Holy hell. Um. But the thing with the Colts, I have them going six and ten. I think they're just young. I truly just think that they're very young, and I don't think that they have enough experience yet. See, I actually uh, have the Titans tying with the Colts going 6-10. and 10. Okay. Yeah, I mean, both these teams, the Colts and the Titans, very young teams. Very young teams. Yes. And I just, I, I just think that they need to grow a little bit more before they're going to be effective. Yeah, I mean, and that's how any team is. Really, I mean, you can't really like say yeah. that they're going to be successful when half of their team is below the age of twenty-five. Exactly. Um, so your runner-up in the division, who do you have? Uh, Texans. Okay, what do you have the Texans going? I have the Texans actually going nine and seven. Okay, I have Jacksonville finishing second at eight and eight. All right. Um, it all comes down to a, a couple things for me. Um, what Blake Bortles is going to show up? Is it going to be the one that we saw last year in the regular season that was able to lead the team? Or is it going to be the one from two, three years ago that wasn't able to lead anything? Um, it, it, it's, it remains to be seen. Um, Leonard Fournette is a outstanding running back. Um, the offensive line is very good, but my question is, can their receivers step up enough to take the pressure off of Leonard Fournette? Because Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns are both gone. And the one guy that they do have is Marquise Lee. Outside of that, they have Keelan Cole, DJ Chark, DD Westbrook, Rashad Green, and Dante Moncrief. And I don't know. I, I don't see a lot of a lot of stellar performances out of them. Um, then you have Austin Safarian Jenkins, who is meh of a tight end. Um, their defense, though, is incredibly stacked. Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson, R, uh, Avery Jones, Yannick Ngakwe, um, Telvin Smith, Miles Jack, Leon Jacobs, Jalen Ramsey, Barry Church, Tashawn Gibson, AJ Bouye. Uh, there's just so much to be excited about with that defense, and their and their stacked 
in the second string too. I mean, you have Dante Fowler, Marcel Darius, Mike Bennett, Blair Brown, Donald Payne, DJ Hayden. Like the, the, the defense for the Jaguars is absolutely stacked. I just worry about that offense not being able to put up too many points. I mean, in that I saw an article today too, and that's depending on if Dante Fowler is still there come trade deadline because the Jets actually called and inquired about a trade for Dante Fowler. I heard that, and I mean, I don't know. I, it'd be very Jacksonville of them to trade him away. <laughs> it would. I agree. But um, so, what has you having Houston finishing nine and seven and then second? I just, I don't know. I mean, I would understand them going first because, and okay. it, and it is likely that they go first. Um, but my problem with you know they obviously have a decent. Well, I shouldn't say decent. They have a pretty good defense. Um, but my main concern is. Does Jadavion Clowney stay healthy or stay healthy? Does JJ Watt stay healthy? Um, you know, they have pretty old corners. Uh, obviously, they have a new safety in uh, the Honey Badger. But do you? I, I just I don't know. The receivers. The only one that really jumps out at me is DeAndre Hopkins. They have a great quarterback. Well, I love Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, I do too. And and the thing is too is like I don't think they're going to get very far with the running backs that they have. Alfred Blue and Lamar Miller, I don't see them stepping up. And I also have Houston going nine and seven, but I have them winning the division. Um, I think that the biggest thing is Braxton Miller is not a terrible wide receiver. Will Fuller is not a terrible wide receiver, and Sammy Coates is not a terrible wide receiver. Nor is Bruce Ellington. So yes, DeAndre Hopkins is the only great one but he has some solid targets. Um, the defense is what really uh, set it apart for me, but they have little to no depth. So with the Honey Badger coming in and Jonathan Joseph and Kevin Johnson, he's still pretty young. Kareem Jackson's not too old yet. Um, I, I can see them doing very well if they stay healthy. If they don't stay healthy, then I think Jacksonville wins this division at a ten and six record, um, with like with ease, really. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. So yeah, I have the Texans going nine and seven, and then the Jaguars winning the division. Not very much higher. They're gonna go ten and six. Okay. Yeah. I mean. It's a very – both of these divisions, I don't have very good records for them. Yeah, and, and see, that's the thing is, like, I've heard that they're supposed to be the strongest – some of the strongest divisions in football, but I don't see it. Maybe yeah, there's I, something that I'm missing, but I just don't see it. I think the strongest division in football, like the strongest division in football, is the NFC West. And to be honest – the NFC North, like the NFC has much more powerful teams than the AFC right now. The only teams that I really see the uh, Patriots like, or not the Patriots, wow, the AFC like really having, the first one obviously would be the Patriots. They're a yeah. dynasty team. But yeah, other than that, 
there's not very many teams in the AFC that really jump out and say, hey, I'm an awesome, you know, we're a great team. We have, you know, Broncos have to prove it this year. Yeah, I have four great teams in the AFC right now, and that's the Patriots, the Steelers, mm-hmm. the Chargers, and the Chiefs. I see the Chiefs still up in the air for me, but I agree with the first three. Listen, Patrick Mahomes can yeah. – he is a gunslinger. I saw that video, and it made me 61, so 61 yards in the air before it even came down, bro. And Tyree Kill splitting triple coverage? Mm-hmm. What? My buddy is a Chiefs fan, and I shit myself when that happened because I was like, oh, damn, they might have something to brag about now. And uh, that's shitty, but oh, well. Um, one thing to end on, um, I wanted to end on this because we are two games. Almost, uh, we're about to get into week three of the preseason you and I both being different fans of different teams. Um, I want to know who are a couple of your favorite Packers to make the team this year. Like last year I saw Corey Clement really come out during the preseason. And I was like, yeah, we need to keep him. I love Corey Clement after last year and he played so well. So now I'm curious, like who would be like your, your rookies or young players to start like to kind of impress you this year? Well, I want to uh, get this right off the bat. We, I don't think we should keep Deshaun Kaiser, even though we traded Demarius Randall away for him. He, I mean, he it's preseason. We're feeding into preseason, obviously, but he's just yeah. not performing at all. It, he went in this last game against the Steelers. He did pretty good. I should say that. He did really good against the Steelers. But the week before that, he wasn't doing that good. Um, he, he had he went 7-12 and 12 for 149 yards and two touchdowns. Okay. But the week before that, um, I can't get to load here, but he was not doing that good. Brett Hundley was the player of the game before that. Even Brett Hundley did good against the Steelers, went 6-9, 77 yards. But I just – he really needs to prove that he is worth the trade. You know, we traded. You said to, you said to Sean Kaiser, yes. right? Um, week one, nine for 18, 134 yards, two sacks, no touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. Um, I think every Packer fan uh, everywhere is going to agree with me if they've been watching preseason. Jake Kumaro needs to stay on this team. Jake Kumaro, okay. I'm looking him up now. So he's a rookie, yes? No, yes. No? <laughs> no. Um, no, but he hasn't played a damn game. Yeah. <laughs> he was a perennial practice squad guy, okay. Holy shit. This dude's legit. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at him now. He has six receptions for 190 yards in two games. Yeah, he's... Holy hell! Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I know why you guys got rid of Jordy freaking Nelson. And this kid, um, he's playing well. He's playing extremely well. He, he's... I mean, he's not short, but he's smaller. He's fast. 
I, I'm not mm-hmm. bringing race into this, obviously, but he's white. So, I mean, he's, he's, yeah. he's our new Jordy Nelson, kind of, in a way. That's what I mean. Like, it makes sense on why you guys got rid of Jordy then if you guys saw this guy and was like, oh, wow, yeah, this guy could really do something. Like, holy shit. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers loves him. He, Good. he praises him. Like, when Rodgers was asked about uh, the receivers and – uh, you know the young receivers and how they're doing. Rogers, he was he was kind of a dick about it. Honestly, he's he's like, you know, it shouldn't be that hard. These are the easiest play calls we've done. Some players aren't getting it, but number sixteen, which is Jay Kumaro, has been doing phenomenal in training camp and in games. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking at his draft grade now, just to kind of see. Um, he got a. He did not get a good draft grade. Um, he got like a a four point seven, I think it. Uh, hold on, I wouldn't. The one pop up wouldn't go away. Four point nine four, which means he should be on a practice squad or on a uh, in training camp. But he's six five one ninety five. Holy shit, he's a tall dude. He's tall, but um, he's not very built. He's a very skinny guy. No, no. Um, four point five forty. So it's not not electric. Um, but dude, like he's doing something. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's producing very well in green Bay. I, I am phenomenal. I, he's probably my, he's not a rookie, but he's a young player. So he's, he's up there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to pick one more. Um, I'm going to go defense. I, nobody's really standing out to me too, too much. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, Probably Oren Burks. Okay. I mean, he's doing decently well. Uh, yeah. But he's not standing out. Okay. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna start out. Cameron Johnston, our punter. If anybody missed it, go look up his eighty one yard bomb. <laughs> I've seen that, and all I'm going to say, I'll just go look it up because this dude hit a fucking cannon. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have two offensive members that really, really have impressed me, especially this last week. Um, Shelton Gibson, uh, we drafted him in the fifth round of last year's draft. And this dude is making fucking plays. Like, he is a kick returner and a punt returner and also a wide receiver. And if this dude doesn't make the team, I'm going to be slightly pissed off because he has had an amazing, an amazing preseason. And I don't just mean statistically um, because he – Statistically, he's not doing terrible, but he's not setting the world on fire. Um, I see the intangibles in this kid. Like he's able to run routes really well. He's able to um, he's able to break away, and he has separation speed. Um, in his two preseason games, he has seven receptions for 167 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. So, like, he's been targeted a lot. Um, 
his first game against Pittsburgh, two receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. And then last week against New England, five receptions, 90 yards, and one touchdown. Um, he's, he's just been doing great, uh, and I really hope we keep him. Another one is a guy by the name – he's another uh, wide receiver, and his name is DeAndre Carter. Um, he was – he was picked up in free agency this year by us, um, and it's not even going to pull up his preseason stats because NFL.com is being a dick. Um, but he, he's been doing really well as well, especially last week. I don't know what he had week one, but last week he had some – he had pretty decent stats. And, again, more intangibles. Like, for some reason, the Philadelphia Eagles have – are really good at creating wide receivers. Um, so this dude has really impressed me here. DeAndre Carter, three receptions and 48 yards last week um, against the Patriots. So, again, it's preseason. I get it. But he really impressed me. Plus, he had um, – he was making people miss. He was juking people out. He was able to run people over. Like, he just seemed like he was the complete package. So – I, I really liked him. Yeah. Um, I watched a little bit of the Eagles preseason. I didn't watch too much, but from what I saw, the players that you said anyway, uh, I also had kind of a couple of notes about were phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not worried about the score. I, don't, I could give a shit less about that. It's preseason. Um, so... Not too, too worried about us losing two of our preseason games. We went winless last year, and we won the Super Bowl. So, uh, <laughs> but I believe it's about time to wrap this thing up because I think we're at about an hour and a half or an hour and 15 minutes or so. Um, Michael, where can they find you to talk to you about football? Well, um, two best places, uh, anytime at all. It would be on Twitter at it's Michael P. Uh, all of our social medias are also in the show description. Um, but occasionally, if you follow me on Twitch and uh, if you see that I'm live, hop in, talk to us, or talk to me if Damien's not there. Ask me about football. I'm more than happy to answer some questions or just talk about it. Get your opinions, give you mine um, about stuff that we don't get to talk about on the show because we only have a certain amount of time, whereas I'm streaming almost daily. Yeah, um, I have not been able to stream as much just because of school work and other things. Like I'm starting a bowling league uh, Thursday, which is also my birthday, and your birthday's on Sunday. So both of us sh- uh, celebrating our birthdays this week. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at Damien underscore Miller on Twitch at Dmail one three nine. My Snapchat is the same. I believe my Instagram is the same. Um, just find me on there. If you want to add me, follow me. Use hashtag in the huddle to constantly talk to us on Twitter. If you don't tweet at us, just tweet with uh, the hashtag in the huddle. We check that shit every single day. Um, if you're on iTunes or any other place that has a reviewing system, please remember to give us a five-star review and a comment because that helps to bolster the show um, and promote us a little bit better. So just remember to do that and I believe that's it. Yeah. Uh, with that, um, I'm going to try to upload this tonight of the recording, which is Tuesday. Uh, I do have a lot of stuff to do as I am going down to visit family 
um, either tomorrow or Thursday, depending on what plans happen, because things are actually happening, changing as we speak. Um, so I'll try to get uh, up tonight, uh, but if not for sure tomorrow, which will obviously be Wednesday. And Damien and I do apologize for the iffy schedule as you know, Damien's been working and with school. I have school and uh, everything's just been going on. But I'm... 100% sure that within the next couple of weeks to the next month and a half, um, the show will hopefully be smooth sailing. Yeah, and sometimes my work, it just doesn't have a set schedule. So we never know when we're getting off work. And Michael doesn't know when we're getting off work either because I don't know. So it's hard to kind of schedule these recordings sometimes. Um, so if we upload late, we do apologize. It's just kind of one of those things of college kid lifestyle meets full-time work. So nothing else we can really do about that. Yeah. And, uh, but with that, we will see you guys next week. Yep. Take care. Love you all. Peace, love, and hugs. Have a great day.